Is it June yet? A storied CFL franchise. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. With a loyal and passionate following. We finally can say we're champions. Bring it back to the seat of champions. This is the show that brings you the stories and personalities of the green and gold. Yeah. This is the Eskimo Show. Now your host, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome to another edition of the Eskimo Show from Fan Day, our uh, annual uh, look at the Eskimos as they prepare for the new season. And uh, we're not going to waste any time today. We're going to get right into it, uh, being joined here at our position at uh, Clark Field by the general manager of the Edmonton Eskimos, vice president of football operations, Ed Hervey. Hey, Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, very good. Uh, let's get first off, you're a week into training camp. What's your impressions of, uh, of what you've seen and uh, what you've worked so hard to put together over the offseason? Uh, how's it look to you? Uh, it looks good. I mean, it's uh, you know it's always a work in progress, uh, but you can see that there's a great deal of athleticism out there. Uh, you know, just again, when you have young guys out there that are learning the game, you know, you're going to have those those learning mistakes. But I, I'm uh, very optimistic about the fact that you know now that we're out of the first week, we've got a mock game under our belt. We got Fan Day out of our way, you know, to come out here and enjoy that. A couple of days where they're going to be off their feet a little bit, and then Monday I expect to see a vast level of improvement. The mock game, uh, is it good to get something, you know, a different sort of situation for the players, a little bit more up-tempo, more of a game style? I know the game itself uh, a week from today is going to be, you know, that's the real true test, but was it good to give the players something different? Yeah, well, again, when you're practicing, you need to be able to go out and practice at a much greater tempo than what they were practicing at, and they, the, the mock game gives them that, right? It's the first opportunity for them to compete for for jobs. I mean, there's every time you step on the field, you're basically competing, and, and every rep you take, you need to take that into consideration. Uh, you know, above everything else, it also allows the you know, for us to see the, the up-tempo offense for the first time, and you can see the guys were getting used to it a little bit, the defense as well, and so I think as we continue to progress, um, you know, we're going to introduce something to the league that uh, we hadn't seen in a while, and, you know, we're, we're hoping to see some uh, great things out of it. The, the no-huddle offense or the up-tempo off offense all week and even after the mock game, it seems like that that's getting rave reviews so far. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, something that, uh, you know, I think fans will enjoy. I know it's something that, uh, you know, Coach Moss and his staff take great pride in. I think it's something that, uh, you know, you, you can see that the offense and the players have bought into it, and that's, that's really where it all starts. You know, there has to be player buy-in to any system that comes in and just by my um, you know observation and, and, and talking with players and listening to them and just seeing the tempo in which they practice um, there's clear buy-in into what everything is being done on the offensive end especially you can see that they're excited about having the opportunity to go up tempo and, and see where what kind of offense we can be that's more than half the battle too right getting them to buy into it I know talking to Mike Rowley this week he said they eventually figure out that going fast means more plays means more chances to get the ball which eventually everyone figures out hey this is good for me good for the team good for everybody no exactly and uh, you know I mean obviously you're doing well when your offense is in control of the football and, and that's something that we want to do I think the only the one dimension that um, has been discounted in this is that you know Moss is going to also run the ball there's going to be a, an emphasis on running the football and we have a very good competition going at the running back position so far and uh, you know those guys when they get the balls and the, when they get a football in their hands uh, you know even in the short passing game, they have the ability to make guys miss and the ability to extend drives. Is that one of your best battles, do you think, right now at camp? I mean, you got the guy who started
credit for the year before last. You got the guy who filled in admirably last year, and then you got the guy who started uh, in the Grey Cup game for you last year, and then you throw in a guy who's got good NFL experience. I mean, there's some there's some good talent in your backfield right now. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, I think we're, we're pretty competitive at all positions, but I think that's the one that's going to be closely watched simply because, you know, again, you know, John was the incumbent coming into last year before the injury, and then we kind of went backs by committee throughout the season. Um, but every back on the roster from last year has a proven ability. And then you add uh, Joe McKnight in the mix with his special skills. Um, it is going to be something intriguing, and we're looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. Your defense, uh, there's a lot of emphasis on the offense just because Jason Moss is here, he's the offensive coordinator, but you have a pretty good defensive coordinator in the defensive mind and Mike Benavides. And I, I talked, I've talked to some defensive players and they all admit, yeah, this is a lot, a lot of this is new for yeah. them. But what are you seeing on the defense and the progression that they're uh, going through right now? Well, what I what I enjoy most is that the you know the veteran leaders have taken it upon themselves to make sure that the tempo is, is there. Again, we talk about buy-in. You know, you get guys like Odell and, and Sherrod and 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 Armando and, and Watkins. Those guys are the leaders of that defense, and they're playing fast. They're playing hard. And yeah, it's new, but you know, veteran teams typically go through that at times where you have to change. But because of their understanding of the league itself. It's just going to be a, grow, a learning process as far as the philosophy. But, you know, ultimately in the end, you'll learn where you're supposed to be and then your natural abilities take over. And, you know, we're pretty fortunate to have, uh, you know, some of those returning guys that came back from that stellar defense last season. You have some pretty key positions to fill on that defense, though, with some guys who have departed. How have those battles looked to you? Now, I think those battles have uh, has, has basically gone out and been above what we expected. You know, you, you, there's always the unknown. I think when you, when you go into a season, and you go into training camp, uh, there's the unknown. And the unknown is, is kind of, it, it makes people skeptical. But I think that our, our, I think our secondary and our coaches uh, and things that they have done with these guys, has, they've proven to have the ability to go out there and, and compete. We would like to wait to see what they do in the game, but I could tell you just from watching and evaluating the film, guys have progressively taken steps to get better. And no one has uh, shown that they do not belong out here. It's a matter of you know continuing to stay consistent. And when they get into the game setting, when we play our first preseason game next week, going out there making plays, and uh, you know you let the chips fall where they may. But all in all, it's been uh, quite positive. What is the breakdown in that aspect? You know, you've got you know you've got a running back to decide on. Uh, you've got some positions on defense. You need to pick a returner as well. How much is are the games weighted against the practice? So few you get such few opportunities in games in the CFL in the preseason because there's only two and you got to look at so many. You got to be good in practice too. Well, it goes back to what I said earlier about every rep in practice. Those are you know that's what we'll end up you know breaking breaking it down to. You know, you can take a player's rep every rep he does whether it's an in individual drills or whether it's in uh, you know the team drills or the seven on sevens you have a chance to look at the player and evaluate the player and that's why we're here all the coaches and scouts are here we have a chance to look the difference between the scouts seeing the players that they're looking at the athletic ability seeing what they do whether they make plays or not seeing how they look on film the coaches uh, are the ones that are privy to their understanding of the system whether they know 
what they're doing, whether they're lining up correctly. Those are the things that the coaches make the determination on. And if you got players that line up correctly and are able to play without thinking, that's where they start to separate themselves from the other guys in the competition. And you know, you hope that the cream rises to the top, and it usually does in those cases. And if that is the case and will be the case, then I think we'll be okay as far as our um, you know heading into the season opener. Week today, finally, you play your first preseason game. How much are you anticipating uh, that game? I'm looking forward to the game. We are, I think we all are. As the evaluators uh, of the players and, and, and putting our teams together, we're, we're anxious. But I think the, the players are probably more anxious than we are because, again, you know, the player leaves the, the facility not knowing whether you know, he the, the drop ball or, the, or getting beat or missed assignment is going to be the last one he does in, in, in training camp. So when they get an opportunity to play in the games, it gives them an opportunity to just relax, so to speak, and, and go out there and just play. Yeah, and play their abilities, and, and we've seen in over years where a guy will surprise you, and he'll surprise you to the point to where you, you, you take a second and third look, and a guy you were anticipating on keeping gets beaten out by a guy who just shown a consistent level through practice and uh, the extent of two preseason games. Excellent. Ed Hervey, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Good turnout today, too, as no, always, eh? No problem. No, it's great. We always appreciate our fans coming out. It's awesome. It's exciting, and, you know, I'm hopefully we're going to talk. Uh, I'm going to look at putting it into the uh, Commonwealth next year, see if we can do some things and, you know, get a much larger crowd. We're going to do something special for the fans next year, just, uh, just part of planning and hoping that the fans come out and rally behind us and, and join us in the, in the stadium. That would be excellent. excellent. Ed, thanks very much for thanks, your time. Ed. No problem. Appreciate Thank it. You. Uh, Morley Scott along with uh, Dave Campbell. Ed Hervey joins us. I think we have uh, Jason Moss on deck. We're going to take a break first, and uh, we'll be back a couple of minutes' time here at uh, Clark Stadium. It is uh, Eskimos Fan Day. This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Today at uh, Clark Stadium for Eskimos Fan Day, Morley Scott along with uh, Dave Campbell. Uh, over 2,000 Eskimo fans out to watch practice today, and we're joined now by the Eskimos head coach, uh, Jason Moss. Jason, pretty nice day today, wasn't it? Uh, great to get some, uh, some fan participation and uh, have everybody come out and watch. Yeah, absolutely. We said it yesterday. You know, yesterday we needed to get some work in. Today it's all about the fans. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to shorten the practice so that we could come out here and enjoy an hour with our fans and let them get to see the faces that they're going to be cheering on. And uh, as we look down the row here, we see hundreds of people lined up to get autographs. So it certainly is a success from that, from that point. Uh, I want to go back to last night. You said after the mock game last night you wanted to get a look at the video and watch the film of what you saw before you made the final evaluation. I am assuming you've watched it three, four, five, or six times uh, since then. Uh, give me your final evaluation on, you know, on what I you mean, saw. The thing that you were, I was looking for, we ran up over 100 plays last night, and I saw the effort was the same from play one to play 100, and that tells you our boys are in shape and ready to go. And uh, the competition was, was, was what you want to see. Um, offense made plays, defense made plays. We both took turns being sloppy within the game, uh, taking penalties on both sides. We had some drops on offense that you'd like to correct. But overall, the execution was, after five days in camp, for as much stuff as we have in on both sides of the ball, I thought we you know, did what we wanted to do and accomplished what we wanted to do in that, that mock game. Do you feel you're trending from to the right way right now from day one to where you are now? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, guys now get a sense and a feel for what the game's going to be like when we play next weekend uh, with the special teams involved heavily in our game. Um, and let alone the pace that we're going to play at. So um, I absolutely think we're trending in the right, right way. Um, you know, in today's 
about, again, about the fans getting our legs back from under us. Uh, tomorrow we'll have an off day out in the field, but then Monday we're going back hard at it. There's been a lot of talk about your offense and, and the tempo that you want to go at. And you know, for the offense, they, you know, I've been watching the offensive players and talking to some after practice, and they're very upbeat and they're using a system that they're familiar with. And you're obviously, you know, you're changing some of it or, or extending it. The defense, it's a lot harder for them because it's for a lot of them, it's it's new. It's but I, I noticed yesterday the tempo of the defense was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty quick too. Yeah, absolutely. They they're not. <laughs> You know, we have a great defense. I think that's what people are uh, forgetting is our defensive personnel is very good here. Uh, and Benavides is a great coach. And he's going to get these guys playing at an extremely high level. And he understands what he was getting into coming here, playing against uh, up-tempo offense. He knew he'd have to adjust some things. And he's done a great job getting the guys to buy into it and understand what they have to do in order to play against it. They don't look lost at all. I mean, they're adjusting very well to what we do. And the bottom line is they're going to be ready if if a team comes out and does it against us, they're going to be ready to communicate and get guys in the right position and ultimately play at a high level because of it. Tell me about at the end of uh, week week one, or sorry, at the end of, uh, or after Wednesday, I think that was your last two-a-day, you backed off Thursday to have just one practice, had the mock game yesterday, short practice today, you're off tomorrow. Uh, just on the area of managing the bodies, I mean, you played, you've been through the rigors of training camp, how important is that to try and get the best read of your team physically and, you know, sometimes mentally Well, too. bottom line, you have to have players that are capable of showing up every single day, and if you beat them up throughout a whole entire camp and they're not ready to go when it matters in the regular season what have you done so um, it, gone are the days where you have two a days where you show up for two and a half hours in the morning with pads on in the afternoon you do the same thing for two and a half hours and you run the same amount of plays that's no longer how most teams operate it's all players come in in condition there's just nothing like going out in the field for three hours and repping against guys you cannot simulate must take care of people I must take care of players and you know we get a couple guys complaining of some strains in one practice and we have a two a day the next day what's that going to accomplish if we go out there and get eight or nine guys pull up and can't practice the next day so we understand it and we've looked after the guys what we've told them is don't you take yourself out let us decide kind of when we're going to peel it back a little bit you just go as hard as you can until as long, and as long as you can and we'll help you out what have you seen at your running back position um, competitive they're all they're all doing exactly what we want they're blocking um, catching the ball out of the backfield um, understanding who they have to block which is important for us and then block or running with the ball we all know they're capable of doing that and reading the right guys but at the end of the day we what we understand is you know they got to be good people too and I think we're getting that they're coachable and ready um, but game the games are going to be what determines kind of who's ready to roll, roll for us at the beginning of the season and you get, you get one of those in a week <laughs> an actual game <laughs> absolutely so we'll get a good feel coming out of the games coming out of practices you know who's who's performing to the ability that we, we feel we need at that position. They're all capable of it. Someone will rise to the top and then we'll have, a, we'll have tough decisions to make and we all know that. There's pressure on these guys every day at camp because they got to perform, but in game situations, I mean, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities. I mean, the second game is more for the veterans. The first game, you might not get the ball as much as you want situational-wise, uh, so when it comes your way or when you get a chance to make a play, you have to make it. Yeah, we told them from day one every single rep in, in camp counts. I mean, that counts as a first and impression for us obviously a lasting impression is generally in the games but uh, no question I mean a guy can you know has to be able to do his job 
day in and day out. And the other thing they have to do is it's a war of attrition. They have to be able to play through some things in order to make it through. A guy that's sitting on the sidelines is going to have a very difficult job making our club. That's just the bottom line. That's how it works. So um, I think they all get that. They all understand that. And um, the competition, like I said, at all positions has been extremely high. Yeah, that's part of it, right? You got to stay healthy. I mean, that's part of being a good football player. You got to make plays, but you got to be able to make the plays. Too. Yeah, I mean, we have a 46-man roster, so I mean, the the more you know continuity we have on our roster throughout a year, the better we're going to be. We all realize that. So they all have their jobs to do. Um, their first job was to be in shape coming in here, and the second job was to be able to play through, through some stuff and learn and be coachable. And like I said, I think they've all held up um, their end of the bargain, and now it just comes to performing when the lights come on. I want to ask you this: uh, you, as a coach and as a player, too, you know, you're focused on the offensive practice now. What's the shift been like as far as your time goes, and 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 just your focus on on thinking about the defense now as part of your job well, as a head coach? Well, I get a pretty good, decent sense of who's being able to play against us on offense, who's giving us problems, you know, who's covering guys, you know, who's you know rushing the passer. Well, I get a sense of that. What you don't get a sense of is what the coaches are telling them and who's messing up mentally, who's not lining up properly, who's, you know, not fitting in. You know, that's the bottom line. So when you have that separation offense to defense, that's what you lack. But that's why I have so much faith in Mike Benavides because he's going to make some of those decisions. I'm going to go back and verify it by my own eyes watching the film and looking at it with Ed and, and the uh, scouts. But at the end of the day, what you miss being on one side of the ball or the others is the day-in, 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 day-out interaction with that side of the ball to understand what they're being told and then going out and executing it. What's it been like for you so far to come back into this community? You played here for a number of years. You won great cups here as a player. Now you're back as the head coach. Uh, what's the experience been like so far? It's been great. I mean, um, you know, I, I know I have a job to do here, though, and uh, my job's to help this club win another championship, and that's what ultimately I want to do, and I won't ever be satisfied until that happens. Um, so day in and day out, it's motivating for me to be back here, um, you know, because I feel a great deal of uh, gratitude and debt to uh, Edmonton and and want the best for them and what's best for us is to win <laughs> so uh, you know that's my main focus and every day I get up that's what I'm focused on it's a beautiful thing about sports a eh? winning solves everything doesn't it <laughs> absolutely it does so you know I, I want to be here this is a community I want to be involved in you know for a long time and in order to do that and have longevity you have to win and I understand that Jason thanks for your time I know there's some old number 12 jerseys down there people get signed so <laughs> appreciate it uh, thanks for coming over thanks, appreciate it Thanks, right. That's Eskimos head coach uh, Jason Moss uh, joining us here on uh, on Fan Day. Uh, we're going to uh, head to the newsroom, take a break here momentarily, but uh, we got Tony Washington lined up to uh, to join us uh, coming up after uh, we hit the newsroom for a, a news break. Uh, we're also hoping to get Mike Riley over here as well and uh, talk to them. But uh, as usual on Fan Day, the fans usually win. Dave, <laughs> the lineups are huge here. Everybody's uh, it's a great scene. Well, I it is Fan scene. Day. Uh, <laughs> players are lined up along one side of the fence, fans on the other, and they're getting conversations and autographs, and uh, it's a pretty good day here at uh, Clark Stadium. Uh, I love the idea that Ed Hervey had to take it to Commonwealth next year. Uh, that would be cool. It would uh, be. Uh, yeah. make, it, make, uh, make a much bigger event out of yeah. it. So uh, we'll look forward to that uh, next year. Last year, of course, it was in Spruce Grove. It was kind of interesting because it was a longer drive. Attendance wasn't so good, but better here today, I'm told, than they've had for the last four or five fans. That's days. awesome. So that certainly is great. Uh, Tony Washington standing right in front of me. He wants me to take a break so we can get to him. So we're going to take a break, head to the newsroom, and be back with more. Uh, you're listening to the Eskimo Show on 630 Chet.